0: welcome to this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman. And with so much going on economically, what a wonderful opportunity it is to talk with Dr. Susan Madsen from Utah Valley University. She is with the Utah Women and Leadership Project. And you have done an immense amount of research on women, women in leadership, all of that, but women in finances as well. So so Dr. Madsen, tell us a little bit about where women are in general general, because I've been concerned, especially in the time period we're at right now.
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy right now. But, you know, these kinds of foundational topics are things that are so important for us to continue the conversations around. And uh, as you mentioned, we've done so much research on all kinds of elements of women in politics and CEOs, but also other things that impact women. And women in finances is huge, and I'm sure you've read about that through the years, including, you know, finance discussions in marriage can be some of the hardest, right? Right, top three, <laughs> and women, right? Leading
0: to divorce. Well, Women
1: and men look at things differently in terms of finances, which is interesting.
0: Well, and I wonder if that will change, because as I was looking at some of the research that you were uh, sharing in one of your snapshots, uh, women, it seems like in my generation, it's been a newer phenomenon, not only to have women in the uh, work environment, but controlling their money. If I look back at my mother's um, generation, they weren't in charge, by and large, of checkbooks couldn't even own property, if you go back a little bit, Right
1: yeah um and and I think some marriages are like that, and a lot uh it, they continue to be like that, but more, what we know when you look at the demographics in Utah and around the nation, is that things are changing. Women aren't getting married as young and and oftentimes women continue, actually, we see these numbers in Utah where over the age of 65, women just live longer than men, right? We know that everybody, you know, around the world, women tend to live. Longer, So women in those retirement years often are single women. And so when women actually don't pay attention to finances, maybe they're married most of their life, they're really disadvantaged in those years. But again, we know from the statistics, even in Utah, that there are more women who are not married and do manage their finances. So more women are stepping forward to that. But you would be so surprised at how many women still are not engaged in those conversations. And we see some of those patterns starting young in the research that we've seen in the U.S. and some in in
0: Utah. So in other words, young girls are not given the opportunity or um, the motivation maybe to talk hard facts about money, about its use, its power, uh, savings, all of those topics.
1: Well, and it's still kind of shunned, you know. It, 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 we struggled with some of the STEM topics, you know, the math and science and technology and so forth. That they're just—it's like, oh, boys and men do those topics, and girls don't. And we still see those attitudes and those pan, those patterns and social norms in today, even in young girls. And and it's interesting because what I find fascinating is the attitudes continue in the research to say that in the home, you really do create patterns for your daughters and sons on money. And one of those is we still, in 2017, there's a study that still shows that the gap, even though it's getting a little bit, you know, it's shrinking a little bit, but girls still do more chores each week and get paid less than boys. So boys from their parents get more money and girls do more with less money. And so people may may say, well, what does that have to do with anything? There's attitudes about money that start there. And the second thing that's so fascinating, and I I was working years ago with the United Way of Utah County on these issues, and we found then, this was probably 10 years ago, but it, it continues, that parents often struggle with having conversations with their daughters and their sons, with just even talking about finances in their homes. And so there was one national study that's that very recently that says almost seventy percent of parents say they're reluctant to even have these conversations in the home, um, and they and about sixty percent said they only talk about them when their kids talk about them. So well, then we're one of the teenagers,
0: right? I was that <laughs> culturally, it it was um, an inappropriate topic to have to talk about yeah, your finances. Yeah. So we have to push through that taboo where we are Absolutely. saying it's not about privacy or, you know, boasting or whatever. It's about education. It is. And it's about awareness
1: and education. And it's interesting when you look at the research around, and you see this for boys and girls and men and women, um, that that this younger generation, they just want to have, right when they graduate from college, th- what their parents have.
0: You know, they so want that, the car. So it's want, not our imagination. Want, the research is showing that.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. But when you compare girls and boys, there still is a, a disadvantage in 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 you know women. Well, even the research out of junior high and high school show that 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 boys are much more comfortable and have more knowledge about finances than girls. So you lead them into the college years, and there's interesting data about that young adulthood. Um, and it in fact one study said that millennial women are much more likely than men to report not understanding financial options when applying for college or you know when they're done with college not taking advantage of what what are called refinancing options that may actually reduce their debt load so um so and and when women have lower salaries then we we know that you and I have talked about that before They have more difficulty paying off those student loans. So, isn't that kind of fascinating? And all of that comes from the background. Right.
0: I was going to say so you look historically, and it isn't the imagination of women that they, you know, didn't have money. They literally did not have legal control over money in the beginning of the 1900s and into, right, the 30s and 40s. And we talk about history changing, World War II, right? Changing. Um, the perception of what women can do and, and busting some Absolutely. of those molds. But we still carried with us the ideas and maybe even unconsciously or subconsciously about putting more emphasis on talking to young boys, making sure they're rewarded about talking about money and careers. Yeah. So here we are with the disparity. In fact, one of the stats, only 30% of women and 35% of men worldwide show a basic, basic level of financial literacy. So in general, our population struggles with financial literacy, okay? But indeed, women even more so than men.
1: Yes, absolutely. And actually, I do want to say that, and I I work with the Utah Treasurer and groups, um, those boards and groups around these women and finance issues and one of the things Utah does have is we actually are ahead of the game in terms of financial literacy um, you know curriculum that's required in the high schools. but um, so uh, but the implementation of that is still a little fuzzy in some some places. In fact, I was just told recently that someone went to a high school in the state of Utah I won't say which one. Um, and found that the high school said that, well, they went to the financial literacy classes, and they were 80% boys, and they said, wait, this is required for everybody, and they said, oh, we give an option, and most of the girls go do their, um, you know, home kind of craft classes instead, um, mm. and, and, and they can they can kind of take that and, and get the same credits, and we're like, no, 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 that's not what the law is, you need to. Everybody needs to be taking it. Um, So it's still viewed as a masculine topic. Well, the boys will take care of that. Well, I will get married and my husband will take care of those topics. But that panel, I mean, that just doesn't work moving forward. So, you know, if you happen to be married and have a responsible husband, then, of course, you know, you still need to both be talking about those things. I will tell you that when I talk to financial planners or people in accounting or finance, constantly, men or women tell me that are employed in those fields, that they constantly have meetings with uh, f- families, you know, about finances, and it's the husband that shows up. It's not the wife. And then they talk constantly about things with a woman that gets divorced or she loses her husband. She has no clue um, no clue. she doesn't know where the passwords to any accounts don't doesn't know any of that investments what's happening with the money we just can't do that rebecca we all have to be aware of what's going on to really be self-reliant for ourselves
0: and our families well you you think about the the type of empowerment that gives to a young teenager to have more knowledge as she moves forward in her life, especially as she starts entering the workforce, part-time or full-time. What, how do you ask yeah. for that raise? Um, what do you deserve? Um, how do you and, watch for equity in the workplace? I mean, all yeah. of that, it begins to springboard forward. And I can say from my ripe age that the more information okay. you have, the younger you are, the more you can start implementing and benefiting from that information.
1: Absolutely uh, one thing that I found ten years ago more than ten years ago in a research study was that women who started saving money the really young, even in kindergarten first grade for college were the ones more likely to go to college um, and so those conversations and thinking about money and planning ahead are so important you know more important than ever before, I think as we move forward so it's it's fascinating um you know, to look at the data and look at the information out there because there's so much evidence that both boys and girls and men and women need to understand finances more to really make best, the best choices they can moving forward. I mean, college is not getting cheaper, right? And then, well, one thing I was going to mention that's highlighted in our snapshot um, is that in Utah we actually have more young women so 16 to 19, when you when you look at the stats compared to the nation, we have significantly more girls who are working for money from the in 16 to 19 year olds than the rest of the nation. Mm. So so if there's an interesting opportunity, if they're in the workforce already, you know, and and McDonald's is the workforce, right? That is Um uh, to start talking about money because it applies to them, and they are making it, and they can start saving and and, um, and investing in small ways even at a young age.
0: For those who have just joined us, this is Dr. Susan Madsen. She teaches at Utah Valley Universities and the Woodbury School of Business and is the director of the Utah Women and Leadership Project. And a lot of the research that she's sharing is available for you to find online at uvu.edu. Well, it's a longer website. (laughs) Well,
1: Well, I have a shorter one now, and it's utwomen.org
0: utwomen.org and there's fascinating research there. I wanted to piggyback on on something that you planted a seed with me which was um, intervention strategies. You said right now if we have young children at home They are going to watch how equitable we are with how we talk about money, how we pay chores, how we reward them for, right? Their aspirations, economic aspirations. It's not just young boys who are going to be out with lawnmowers making money on the side. It'll be, (laughs) right? Women as well. Um, So let's talk. We have about 10 minutes at least together. And what are the interventions that we could put into place, uh, those of us who are the subjects of the research, to try to help change the way things have been historically so that young women and women of all ages have greater access and uh, knowledge um, in finance? Well, uh,
1: first of all, there's some interesting and I think we have them on our website. If not, I, I people can email me or whatever. But, but I I know I have some resources that actually help parents. Like how do you talk and what do you do for you know people K through 6? How do you work with your children on finances? What are some interventions you can make? And then another one for junior high and high school. Just like one or two pages that are really good because parents are not comfortable with these kinds of things. But as you said, when we look at interventions, one is to start talking about money. You actually don't shy away from it, but talk about it. You don't have to tell your kids everything that you earn and all of those things. But having mothers and fathers or you know, partners or, or just if it's a single mom, the mothers talk about that and talk about the savings. Yes, I'm going to put it in savings, talk about. How much you know house payments are in general the percentage of you know what you make so that kids can start thinking wow that takes a lot of money maybe I need to make some more money but having those conversations is the first thing and starting kids in saving plans I mean savings accounts savings plan the research is clear that when you give them the opportunity to, to and teach them to start saving at an early age, they will make more, you know, wiser decisions about that. So those are some key things. But also when they're older, like junior high and high school, I mean, talking to them about the cost of college and being very open. For for instance, in my family, we paid half of the college costs for undergraduate. So we always knew that, and my kids knew that, um And they started saving for that. So those open conversations are really important. And also, you know, sometimes there's discussions about those things that we can take our kids to or documentaries or videos or different things. There's so many good resources out there to help teach kids about money and teenagers and help get them prepared. But what we found over and over again in research that we've done in past years is that it's a surprise to many young women and and probably young men too in high school when they start thinking then about college or about future life,
0: mm, um, yes, the so reality that's, that's, of rent, utilities, yes. tuition, food, because it's not just tuition, is it? And and discussing yep. whether or not your family anticipates being able to qualify for financial aid or grants, and or, um, in fact, I had a conversation with a neighbor. I just you know quickly was thinking about this, where she was saying, you know, we're having our son. He's he takes a year off of college every year and earns money and then goes back because we don't want to use any uh, financial aid loans. And I said, that's really interesting. I said, have you ever talked to a financial aid officer at a college? Because I said, different colleges have different levels of tuition money and loans. And you might find that if your son graduates with only $8,000 in loans, that that will be very very small as compared to what he could be earning yeah, if if yeah. he starts in the workforce four years earlier than he would with this every other year and and so you know if parents have um most of us for, for example my kids have gone through college I have one left um, I, I I didn't apply for financial aid you know yeah. I didn't know how to do it and and so it was a learning process when my first son. Um, went to college because I was lucky enough to get one of those things called a scholarship, you know? So I, I it was out of my realm to know what to do, but we have to as parents get that information in my mind. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And one of the key things back to really the women in finances piece is oftentimes mothers, women are like, you know, my husband takes care of those things yet. Women often are the ones that really teach the kids more often, but, but mothers and fathers, right? Yes. But oftentimes women are with the kids more and they say, well, I don't need this information. Well, of course, we all need to be literate in so many areas, including finances, because oftentimes we have moments that I know I did, even though I was working full time. I was home in the afternoons when my kids got home, and I was the one that taught them principles and and, and so forth. So it's really important in so many ways that, that mothers as well as if they happen to be in the same home, our grandparents, if they're raising our kids, you know, a lot of people raise kids these days, really are aware of all of these things. This is finances is the found, one of the foundational elements. And I, And I will tell you that there's so much information out there these days about women really suffering in their retirement or senior years. Because of not, I mean, there's some disadvantages for women who have stayed home and raised kids, because their social security is different. Some of their benefits are different if they lose their husbands, and more women than men depend on that social security for a larger part, if not 100%. In some in some situations, their income as they get older, and that's limiting to them if if they haven't, you know, worked. For money throughout, because their benefits are
0: smaller, does that make sense? yeah, it does, and I remember seeing research about um, and you know some women remain single, but if women yes. who are, for example single and they 're earning less than their counterparts who are male all throughout that life, they are earning less in retirement and less in you know all, yes. because yes, it 's proportional, yes. those kind of things come out of that and and then you have the research that showed that single mothers. Um, and you know, i I don't know the stats right now, but it used to be you know fifty percent or maybe it's a little lower in Utah forty percent of marriages and in divorce. And yeah. um, and so then you have a single mother, and they show the disparity that the the you know husband is more economically solid than the single mother is after that divorce. And and yeah, so whether we lose a spouse through widowhood or whether it's through divorce, there is a very good chance or singlehood that we'll spend a lot of our lives uh, as single women.
1: Yeah, that is so so true. Hey, from an earlier conversation, I just found the stats. I thought people would would um, appreciate specific to Utah. So I found the stats on Utah high school financial literacy courses, and forty five percent of boys feel highly proficient. So forty five percent, and girls it's thirty seven percent. So some girls feel proficient, but you can see there's a gap right there of eight mm-hmm. percent specific. In Utah. And then we have stats for non proficient and, and women say they're less proficient in those.
0: And um and I apologize if the phone is cutting out. Hopefully, can you hear me still okay, Doctor Matson? Yes. Okay. Yes, I can. Great. Um as as you mentioned that, um, is this are these teenagers who are just entering the financial literacy class or leaving at the end of that financial literacy class? Leaving. Mm.
1: To literacy course. So there's still a lot that don't feel mentioned. And uh, back to the college element, um, women tend to have. First of all, across the United States, more women are getting bachelor's degrees than men.
0: We're about men and in youth It's a little garbled, but you just said it's about even when it comes to men and women getting bachelor's degrees in Utah. But across and. The- I'll help clarify since the phone is breaking up again. So you're saying even though U.S. women earn 57% of bachelor degrees, they have two-thirds of the total college debt.
1: So that puts them at a disadvantage especially as they go into the workforce and make money and try to pay it off. So, so fascinating. What we try to do with this research is really set the stage so that people will become more aware and say, what can we do to change, right? And and there are many things that we can do individually, as well as with our families and kids and our extended family, as well as with people that we influence, including in church settings and, and in our neighborhoods and, you know,
0: and so all of us in I, I think women. it too, it's about, if we're mentoring children, we champion them on different things. You know, we, we've talked about that. Oh, you're so lovely. You're so nice. You know, yes. you're so good at working hard. You're so great at controlling your money. You're great at saving. To me, that, that yes. we start to look differently. Again, I go back to that lawnmower idea, but it's not just Girl Scouts who need to sell cookies. You know, as a kid, yes. it's an idea of looking at, at girls, um, differently as as individuals that absolutely need to have that knowledge and empowerment and encouragement to earn money. Right?
1: And you know what, it, it doesn't take that much. It takes takes a little encouragement and, and just a story or something. I mean, if we do that as influencers for young women, just something small may impact them. I, I found another statistic very quick that I think you'd be interested in for the senior, senior year. Of 65 and above, 54% of U.S. women prefer to leave financial decisions to their spouses. So we know before that that's the case, and and often, um, and in Utah, my guess would be that it would even be higher.
0: It's still a bit breathtaking for me, though, to think that of women over the age of sixty-five, over half of them in the country would rather have the man in their life control the money. Yeah, that, that it is. It can be complicated. Most of us are not in finance departments like you are, Doctor Madsen, and, and Wall Street, and all those things can feel uh, complicated. But it is something we absolutely want to change our perspective on and get that information. No matter how old we are, we might be sixty-seven yeah. right now, and and you are never yeah. too old to learn new skills, Doctor. Susan Madsen, thank you for your efforts that you do with the Utah Women's Leadership Project at Utah Valley University. A few uh, minutes ago, you shared the website because there's so much resource there, resources there, information, events, uh, organizations that could help support women in all areas of their growth and development and leadership. What is that website again?
1: utwomen.org. Again, we have events, like you said, resources, research. We've got all kinds of things. So I really encourage your listeners to
0: check it out. And we will. Dr. Matson. thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. Thanks.